thanks for listening to the LCR Media Podcast, where we get to know the pros. I'm your host, LCR Naylor Taliaferro, on the first episode at the Podcast Summit 2023 at Almond HQ. This, this is an epic uh, facility. I'm so proud of the Almonds. I've known them for so long. I know where they've come from. And if you're here, uh, if you ever come here, if you're here you know, while I'm recording this and you, you look in their shop behind where, where I am in, the, in their conference room, all of that stuff was in like a whole bunch of storage units. And it's mind-blowing when you think about that, when you actually see that, where they came from all crammed up with no shelves. And it was, it was a hot mess admittedly so by Caleb and uh, now it's just like legit I was like wow Caleb you you've really grown up you uh you've come a long way I'm proud of you you're like a legit company right now you know so it's it, I'm really proud of him so but so that's what we're doing here we're Almond HQ podcast summit trying to get lots of great content meet lots of great folks from the community industry and I'm just trying to start episode one here with my guests let's go around the room and introduce yourself so I am Rick Watkins from Big Buckeye Lawn Care in Boardman Ohio I just started the business this past year, I really got into it. I spent 22 years in medicine and jumped, and here we are. Wow, that's awesome. And you're joined by? Uh, I'm Jacob uh, Watkins, probably makes sense since he's Rick Watkins. Um, I'm a son, um, just kind of like, I do the brute brute work, you know? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you're the laborer I'm the laborer yeah <laughs> nice that's awesome the, the family that's that's really awesome because you know as we know with labor it's been definitely difficult recently more than than ever to find you know labor laborers or find anyone to work in a labor intensive field whether you're building houses outside or you're landscaping lawn care anything outside that's labor intensive it's it's gone really downhill trying to find people that want to do that lately as i'm sure you guys have experienced so when you have family you know whether it be your kids sisters whatever all the above brothers sisters you know it really is is helpful right because mm-hmm. now you have someone that you can work with and and to me i think it's really cool when when it's like your children because it's like you're you can help you know uh, instill certain values and kind of reinforce things and versus you being the one out working all day and then you come home and you try and fill in the gaps where you can when you're actually out there working with each other i feel like that's a, a pretty cool thing and i've tried to do that with my son and um you know he's <laughs> he's done it off and on here and there but uh it's not necessarily for him like he like steps outside on the porch and it's like 90 degrees and you can just see the sweat beating down his forehead and i'm like you're not even doing anything and he's like i don't know how you can do this and i'm like oh my gosh some people are just more sensitive to the heat right he loves it when it's cold and i'm like freezing to death i like it when it's i'd rather be hot than cold um but i know everyone's different and he he'd rather be cold so i don't know if lawns are for him but i just think that's a cool concept for sure so why why don't you guys uh weigh in on that and how how did that come about like you guys working together well for me uh when i decided to step out and and start the business uh you know he was the first one to to be like, well, dad, I want to work with you. I want to do this too. And uh, he had been helping me. I'd been kind of doing it part-time just for neighbors and stuff for years. And uh, when I got my, my big mower, he of course was very obsessed with that and wanted, uh, wanted to play because it's a toy, you know? And so, you know, we, when I started the business full time, he's like, okay, dad, I, you know, I want to do this with you. So, you know, we had upgraded a lot of equipment and you know to move forward with being full-time 
So, you know, he's actually learned everything and, and actually mastered a lot of things that even his dad was like, okay, that's impressive, you know? So at 15 years old, he's, uh, he's stepped up and, you know, I would, I would put him against probably anybody in this building in regards to mowing skills. He's, wow. he's impressive. Uh, that's awesome. Look at that. Good for you. How do you feel about that? <laughs> um, I don't know. I just, it's not as hard as people make it out to be as long as you know, like how grass moves and what actually makes it stripe then it's like not very difficult yeah um i think the hardest part would be um like going back to you said about like workers i'm so it's really not on the same topic but i think the hardest part about like finding workers is finding not just help like in like working people because there's always people that'll do work it's about finding people that will do it to the extent that we want and want them to do like the little details right. and making sure the driveway is blown off and making sure stuff is cleaned up and making sure Mm-hmm. You know, like there's not clumps in the grass. Yeah. Wow. You're, you're like or straight speaking, lines or anything. Spoken like a true owner over here. That's, that's epic, man. He's like crew leader status right here, you know? Like, right. oh, I, yeah, I have no doubt that, that in a couple of years, you know, when he's, you know, gets enough driving time under his belt, you know, if we wanted to, to separate and have, you know, a landscape crew and, and grass crew, I could put him as the leader of the grass crew in a heartbeat. And, yeah. You know, and he would move forward with it quickly. So, that's awesome. That was well said for sure, because it's easy, it's easier to just find anybody. Right. But mm-hmm. to find the right people is what's really challenging. Um, you know, cause they're, I know I found a lot, what happened was a lot of those people were starting their own businesses. So there was just like a lot of, a lot, a huge increase in solo, you know, owner operators that right. just bursted over the last couple of years t- during this whole pandemic situation. And so that meant there was less of those great folks to work with us and be a part of our team. So that made it more challenging to try and, you know, go, go find those kind of folks or like, you know, like kind of farm those folks, you know, grow, like, you know, like put some, bring someone under your wing and try and help them get to that point. So, um, it's, so it's really back to my original point. It's really helpful when you have someone in your family that, that can be in that role and you're very, you're very fortunate. Now, with all that being said, I've known a lot of people over the years that have family and a lot of their kids working for them, and that can kind of be good and bad. So I don't, you know, <laughs> not to air out your dirty laundry, but I mean, what what are some hypothetical things that, you know, that could be, you know, some, some, some downside, you know, to having family working with you or for you, you know? At this point with him, I don't see a lot of downside. I mean, the hardest thing for me some some mornings in the summer is just to get him to get out of bed. Right. You know, because right. he is a teenage boy. So, yeah. you know, they like to sleep. And right. I get that. Um, other than that, we really haven't had any major issues. Like, I mean, you know, there's days where we'll get on each other's nerves or something. But, I mean... That can all, happen with any employees, right? right? Yeah. And all in all, I mean, it, if nothing else, it actually improved our relationship because, you know, it wasn't just me being gone for 10, 11, 12 hours a day and then coming home and it's like, oh yeah, here, I got to do this, 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 and this. And, you know, I'm kind of ignoring you. It was, you know, I actually get to be with him. So yeah. In that aspect, I think it's been awesome. That is awesome. Um, I think the hardest part in my brain would be the difference between work dad and dad you know, like there's a difference. Yeah. Because like, like boss dad and like dad and boss dad, (laughs) I guess like, I don't think he was really like boss dad throughout the summer because we were kind of like doing it together. We're learning together We're we were both on the same level as like skill wise throughout the whole entire season. Right. Um, I guess the hardest thing was like him going from like my friend 
to like, you got to get your dirty laundry out of your room or do the dishes. Like, it's like, it's just weird. Like, right. Cause the perception kind of changed, like going from out of the truck to inside, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally get that for sure. Have you guys had anyone work with you? Anyone else work with you before? We had, uh, you know, one of the, one of the kids that's grown up with us, um, you know, one of my buddies, his son wanted to come work for us for, you know, a while. Um, he worked, he worked well with the labor aspect when we were doing landscape projects and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, the grass thing was not his forte, Mm -hmm. you know, um, yeah, it's like anything else. It's one of those things where you're like, you need to go, you need to walk this way when you're trimming, you know, and that way you're not blowing grass into the stone or up against the house or whatever. Right. And he, you know, we Just couldn't grasp that. Couldn't <laughs> grasp it at all. No, I mean, like three days later, you know, our times were actually like, Work like less. it was like it's me slower. working by myself yeah. instead of, you know, and, yeah. and I'm like, yeah, I'm not paying you to, you right. know. So when I, yeah. when I have landscape work, I'll call you and you can come right. to shovel stone with me. You there know? you go. And yeah, I, I guess like the biggest thing would be like culture, like in the company. Yeah. Because like if the culture is set that it's like, you're just kind of just mowing grass um, and not like taking care of someone's home. Like there's a big difference because anyone can go out and mow the grass or just throw whatever, just who cares. Right. right. But there's a difference between like doing it professionally and getting paid for it and just mowing your neighbor's grass at 15 years old. And I guess like the hardest thing is finding people that are like good labor isn't cheap and cheap labor isn't good. I guess is what I'm trying to say. And there's nice. no way to have a difference. Nice. That's a good quote right there. I think I'll, I'll name that title this episode that that was a good one. I, I totally, totally agree. And because, you know, it, it's like the difference between being an amateur and a professional, right? You know, mm-hmm. like, like you said, anyone can te- technically anyone can cut grass, but can they do it professionally? You know, and then I feel like most homeowners are, yes, they're hiring for convenience because maybe they just don't have the time or they don't want to be bothered doing right. it, and they and they sometimes don't necessarily care how professional you're doing it. I mean, they obviously, I would imagine nobody would want you to leave like grass everywhere, right? They don't want to, you know, come home and there's just grass all over the driveway and their walkway or something. What is this? Like, I think that's kind of a universal thing. But when it comes to like real details, like making the edges nice and striping nice and all that kind of stuff, not everyone really cares about that. I feel like we as the professionals care more about it than some of the homeowners. I have had some, you know, uh, homeowners that are like, Oh, I love how you stripe. Like when they look on the Facebook or whatever, and they see the, 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 uh, post pictures and they're like, Oh, is that what you're going to do for my yard? You know? So, but I, I think those are few and far between. I think most people just want the convenience, but they do want professional. Um, and to them that means like everything's clean, everything's cut, obviously everything's cleaned up. And you know, when you get the neighborhood kids, right, they're just kind of plowing through it with their push mower that probably the blade hasn't ever been sharpened and, you know, might be leaking gas here and they're kind of burning some spots of grass here and there. And, and they just kind of like leave like grass in some places that they probably shouldn't. And, and that's not professional, right? So I think when people are paying for a professional service, they really want to have more than that. Right. You know, like, cause it's like, I could, they're, they're kind of like, I could do it myself, you know, like what the heck I could do that. Like, why am I paying for this? So it's definitely hard to find people to work with us that have that right mentality for sure. Um, and one of the things I wanted to bring up that, that 
you, I guess, haven't experienced yet, but some folks that I've known in the past that have like a couple of kids working with them for them. And then they have like five or six other non-related family members working. There becomes like this weird dynamic where like they feel like they're on that. It's like almost two teams, you know, it's like the, the family and then the non-family and they're kind of like, you know, they, they think there's favoritism and all this kind of stuff. And that is a whole nother dynamic. So I was curious if you guys had that happen at all but it seems like you haven't had that no not yet i mean again the you know i've known the child that was working with us since he was born so you know it's not really there wasn't really a competitive thing with that um i think honestly the the hardest thing is going to be is the fact that i i'm a very like bring you into my world type of a person so anybody who's going to end up working for us like you're going to want to be part of my world because I'm not going to just ride around a truck with you and not talk to you and ignore you. And, you know, like that's not how I, how I roll at all. So yeah, it'll be interesting to find that right person. Yeah. It's almost like they become part of the family, right? hundred percent. Which is why I don't know if you, how much of my stuff you've listened to, but I was so devastated a couple of years ago when one of my good employees just like left, like Mm -hmm. in the middle of the day, like, you know, like he just left with no explanation. I'm like, what is that? And you know, people are like, oh, like some of the people I told at the time, they're like, welcome to the club or, oh yeah, it happens. Like they just kind of shrugged it off. Like it's all fine and dandy. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm like devastated. Like I've like, I know everything about this guy's personal life he knows a lot about mine like we sit in the truck next to each other like i came from retail management before that where Mm -hmm. you know it was a joke when when robbie went on break and never came back and and then you got lines on the registers and you're like where the heck is robbie why is this register empty i don't know he went on break never came back and at the moment you're kind of stressed out and you you know move things around and try and bang the line out apologize customers and then it becomes a joke later on like remember robbie yeah no one ever knows what happened to him he just never came back but it wasn't so personal because it's a bigger company. It wasn't my company. And it was just a different dynamic when you're sitting in a truck to back to your point with, you know, with someone every day in a lot of cases, five days a week, potentially week after week, month after month, it becomes more of a, a family personal connection. And then For sure. whenever there's kind of an issue, it's like, I want to, I want to be a part of that. I want to address that. And when someone just randomly leaves like that, it's like devastating. Cause I'm like, what the heck did I do? Or what, did, what happened? What, yeah. like, what's going on? Like, can I help you in some way? Like, could we have not talked about this? You know, we, we've since made peace with that. And I, you know, he, he, he actually came back and worked for me again. So he's a seasonal employee and he's a, mm. he's a great person, but I, I kind of got over myself. And a year later I talked to one of my peers and mentors in some ways locally his company is much bigger than mine. He bought another company and just doubled his size instantly and all these things. So he's up to seven trucks now. He was just on my podcast a couple episodes ago, but he, um, he was like, call him, man. Did, did, did you try calling him? Cause he just knows how good he was. And when he would hear me talk about it, he was like, just, just call him. And I was like, really? You think, cause like my retail management brain is like, I'm not, you know, like, like you, you quit on me. Like that's messed up. Like you burn that bridge, you know, right. but, but deep down I felt like personally, like there was a disconnect and there was no resolution. Like there was no closure. And I wanted to know if I did something wrong, like what make peace with it somehow. So I, I reached out to him again. Obviously when it happened, I tried to reach out to him. He never responded, but I reached out to him again a year later. And I said a couple of key things, you know, that that I thought maybe were some of the issues, you know, like, like, Hey, I can pay you this now. If you know, if you know, I, I like said something like, I hope you're doing well, 
you know, no hard feelings. If you do want ever want to come back, there's, there's always hours for you. You were one of my best employees. I can pay you this now, which was more than what I was paying him before. Yeah. This person doesn't work for me anymore, which I thought potentially was an issue because I got rid of this person because he became an issue. And maybe there was an issue I didn't know about prior. Um, and then something else, you know, a couple other things yeah, I threw out there. And, and because I know him, I sent that text at a specific time in the evening when I know he sits on the couch with his wife and watches TV. So if he gets the text and his wife's like, what, what are you, what, what's that, you know? And then they can have a discussion together, you know, and all this stuff. And literally that's what happened. Literally after we talked, that's what happened. He said, yeah, I got your text and my wife and I were talking about it and I prayed about it. And, you know, I wanted to, I, I want to take you up on that opportunity and, you know, let's, let's get together and talk and discuss. And he apologized for the way he addressed everything, but he felt really uncomfortable and upset with the employee that we were working with at the time. And he just didn't know how to bring it up. So that's my fault, right? Like the, as a leader, I, I, I messed that up and I didn't know it was like too early in the stages where only he knew because like when I wasn't, when the boss wasn't around, just these little things, like he would just kind of slack off and make this guy do all of the work or more of the work. And, he had had that problem with other companies, you know, like the bigger companies, it's easy for eight guys to get lost in the shuffle on a big property. And, you know, Robbie's out there doing who knows what, you know, and, and, and you haven't seen him till the end of the, till you're all done. And he never even did anything. He's off like smoking or something or whatever. So, you know, other people pick up the slack. So he didn't want to go down that road again. So he apologized and we, we patched everything up and I just, got over my pride and was like, you know what, let's, let's, let's do it, you know? And, and, and it was great. It's been, it's been great ever since. Um, but so that's just all the way back to how it's just really personal and people do become like a part of your family when they work with you, when you're a smaller company like this, you know, yeah. uh, like, like we are. So, um, so I think that's a good mentality. I think the people that have struggled that I know in the past is because they have the bigger companies with multiple crews and they've got one son's a crew leader for one crew. One son is just like not, you know, not, not really doing a whole lot of stuff on the crew and kind of gets away with it, you know, right. things like that. So that's where it gets a little, well, why is sloppy. the son getting paid as much as we are and he's not doing right. And, exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's where it gets a little sloppy. So right. it, 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 it really comes down to the owner, you know, being, being the leader, whether you're in the trucks or not, you know, you still need to make sure you're staying on top of that kind of stuff. So Toro's brand new battery-powered Revolution Series products are changing the lawn care industry. With all-day runtime from the innovative Hypercell battery system, you can expect to power through your entire day, every day. Head to revolution.toro.com to see how Toro is transforming the game with the latest equipment innovations. Or click the link tree in the episode description to get you there fast. Do you want to save time and energy while increasing profits? Make your truck do the work with TruckMate. TruckMate attaches to any standard pickup truck hitch with no modifications. Remove the tailgate and turn your truck into a material dispensing monster. With the push of a button, you can pull material like mulch, stone, and topsoil from the truck bed and convey it in either direction directly into a wheelbarrow in seconds. Now you can have one man take one truck to knock out some of the small jobs in no time. The conveyor can also be removed 
removed from the tarp roller, allowing you to unload any material right onto the ground. This could be handy for dumping debris or firewood deliveries. TruckMate can pull more weight than even your truck can hold. Plus, you can still attach a plate-mounted hitch to pull a trailer if needed. Think of all the year-round uses for this truck attachment to make your business more productive and save your back in the process. This is perfect for small residential lawn and landscape businesses. Head over to mulchmateusa.com and save $400 on TruckMate with the promo code LCR. And of course, the link will be in the show notes. LCR not only uses the TruckMate, but he gives it his highest endorsement. I wish you guys all the best with that because it sounds like you're on, on the right track. We're trying to. I mean, I, I going back to an earlier point, I think it's funny because like he was saying about trying to find people who really want to do it right. And one of the things that I've realized this past year, um, as you were saying, is that there's a lot of customers who just don't care as long as it's just cut, just cut my grass. Right. And, you know, we've already kind of figured out that those are not the clients that we want. Right. You know, those they are the don't people, have the value. They don't appreciate your, the, your, the value, the value that you're bringing. Yeah. Right. You know, I'm like, I will put the extra money into making sure that my blades are sharp every week. I will put the extra money into buying, you know, lawn rollers and, and making sure that your stripes are popping every single week. But you know, there's a cost to that. And at the same time, like if this is not what you're looking for, if you're just looking for a truck and a truck to come cut your grass, well then I'm not your guy. Right. And I'm okay with that. You know, I don't, I'm not going to take offense to it. And I think me figuring that out pretty early on here is going to probably help me for the future. So, yeah, absolutely. So before we go, well, well, one, I've busted out a brand new, brand new stack of pod decks. So these are the random cards of just random things. Like what's the funniest place you've ever fallen asleep? Just the most random things to help Mm kind of get to know people a little bit more. And you pick them at random. And so we'll do that uh, right before we wrap up before that. Um, what, what are, what are some of your future goals for your business and, and together as a, as a family? I don't got a single clue. Honestly, <laughs> it's like, it's like 18 different paths. Yeah. It could either just be like 17 mowing trucks or like one truck that does like mowing and then others that do landscaping. Mm-hmm. I know he's really wanting to do like waterfalls and like water features which we're actually going to be having opportunities to try and do that soon. So nice. that's going to be cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think lighting is going to be a big thing too. So I don't know. We, it, when I got into it a year ago, I was like, I'm just going to mow. And then within, I don't know, a month and a half, we were already working on our first landscape project because, you know, I have all these people in our community that are like, we can't get anybody to take our money. Right. And I'm like, what do you mean you can't get anybody to take your money? Like, you know, you want a two, three, four, five thousand dollar job done and <laughs> nobody wants to take your money? Like it's mind blowing to me. I'm like, I don't care yeah. about doing smaller jobs. That's easier to me. It fits in nice with the mowing schedule. You right. know, you mow three or four days and you do a landscape day and you know. Um it's interesting because a lot of uh, you know, a lot of me, a lot of my internal sense says that uh you know he's going to probably end up you know being a big huge part of this company so um i had asked him middle of the summer last year i said i said jake what do you what do you want to see out of this company like what would you want us to be doing and there's a car dealership down the road from us that's uh you know it's a dodge dealership that has this huge two sets of you know fountains or whatever that are spraying in the air and lots of (laughs) big rock features and little tiny grass out islands and stuff. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and 
and he just looks at me and he goes, dad, you know that dealership? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, I want to do that. And I'm like, okay, what part? No, all of it. I'm like, okay. All right. So what does dad need to do to figure out how we get the company to that point where we yeah. can do those things and have the equipment to be able to move stone and, you know, yeah. the people to be able to, you know, to run it. And yeah. Yeah. So that's awesome. A, a trip to equip has, uh, you know, helped us uh, move some of those thoughts along and, you know, right. now we're looking for our first piece of equipment and, you know, other than mowers and we'll see what happens. I don't know. Nice. What, um, I know you said what you did before this, but what, what made you actually get into this industry? Um, I think it was just the fact that I had already been doing it part time and there was, uh, some stuff that just came up in, in the medical world that, you know, I'm sure everybody's familiar with. And, right. uh, you know, there was choices that were put out there that you had to make or, not make and i chose not to make the choice so i moved on gotcha so. well this is the uh it seems like it's been great for you right it has i mean i love this industry it's it's really i've always been like a grass kind of guy like as a homeowner i was that guy that really, mm -hmm. really took care of my lawn and, and prided myself in it and was like the envy of the neighborhood and all that so this was just kind of like the the best next evolution to try and do this professionally. And I didn't even know what that even looked like nine years ago. That wasn't even a thing. It was like big landscape companies. There wasn't Chuck in a truck. There wasn't fertilization only companies, unless they were massive, you know, that there just wasn't these solo owner operator scenarios like there are now. Now it's like such a huge opportunity, you know, in the last nine years, so much has grown, you know, I'd mm -hmm. say 10 years because 10 years ago is when I started part-time, but I've been full-time for nine years. So 10 years ago, I was like a pipe dream. I'm like, uh, I don't, I don't know how, whatever, you know, like let's, let's try, let's give it a shot. Like it, it was a little bit, but it wasn't like it is now. And, and I think a lot of that has to do with social media too. The more we talk about it and share our stories and more people get on social media and it just encourages more folks to, to start and, and have, have a place to go to potentially learn. You know, there's all kinds of places now, 10 years ago, there was only a few folks on YouTube that I stumbled upon or nine years ago when I went full time and tried to research stuff on Google. And then I've stumbled upon the infancy of this community. There was no podcasters back then. There was a couple of guys on YouTube that some of them are still doing it like Spencer lawn care. And, mm -hmm. and some of them have gone to different directions, but, uh, that's what kind of helped me too, you know, like learn along the way and then kind of start establishing relationships. And then when you tap into a community, what, no matter what that community is, it helps you grow on, on so many levels. So, yeah, that was, uh, that was literally the biggest thing that, that encouraged me and made this happen was the fact that I found, I found you, I found Brian, I found Keith Kalfas, I found Stanley Dirt Monkey. I found all these people that I'm like, well, number one, this is entertaining. Number two, <laughs> this is cool. And number three, like, I can't believe this community. And then we get down to Kentucky and we hadn't even been there for two hours, I think. And we parked our car at the stadium where the opening thing was supposed to be. And he gets me on these scooters and we're riding scooters around, around, you know, Louisville and couldn't feel uh, my fingers. It was ridiculous. Right. So yeah. Much fun though. Yeah. He, yeah. He thought it was a blast. So, I'm like, let's get off the scooters and just walk. And we start walking. And of course us being, you know, truck guys and in this business now, he turns, he goes, dad, look at that truck. That thing's awesome. And I turn around and I go, that's Brian's new truck. <laughs> nice. And so we turn around and we're like, well, wait a second. And all of a sudden the window's going down and Brian's sitting there and Liz is sitting next to him. And I'm like, 
hi. I'm like, you know, awesome. Right. Finally meet you like in person type thing. And, and all of a sudden he's getting out of the truck. He's taking pictures with us. Where are you guys going? Oh, we're just walking back to the stadium. No, come with us. We have a creators thing that we're doing down here. You can come with us. I'm like, okay. So like all these people that we've been watching, they're, real people that are like they truly want what's best for the community right and so we got so drawn into this whole thing down in kentucky that we're just like no we we gotta we gotta do this too yeah so that's awesome um we actually uh mac and steel were uh, just up at the up at our house here a couple weeks ago and um we shot a youtube video and we did a podcast and that's awesome yeah because you guys are all local right well, yeah, well, Mac yeah. isn't, but Steel is. Steel's yeah. from Ohio. You guys are in Ohio. Yeah. yeah, and actually, Mac's closer to us than than Steel is. That's funny. Yeah. Oh yeah, where, he's where Pennsylvania. He's Pittsburgh? in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. funny. So it's like, he's, yeah, I got. Yeah, you. so they converged on us, and and <laughs> we did everything, and uh, you know, so they started helping us, and you know, we just got our first GoPro, we just got our set of road mics, we're you know nice. trying to get into it, and you know, and start, you know here to learn today just to just to make sure that we know what we're doing before we you know jump into this so yeah that's awesome yeah that's well you got plenty of plenty of us here to help along the way so it's a good time like that i started i almost immediately wanted to start sharing content after i discovered the content i don't even know why like i'm not i was never i never even thought about ever doing anything like that but i'm like hey it's kind of it seemed attainable i'm like these guys are using like their cell phones and you know they got like you know just random basic cameras. Like it wasn't like a Casey Neistat fancy setup and that, you know, beginning times, you know, (laughs) since then so much technology has come along, but you know, I was like, this is, this is attainable. Like, yeah, I just use my, you know, it looks, seems pretty easy. It's free. Just make a YouTube, you know, account. Why already I did that in order to be able to like subscribe and like all this stuff. And then I was like, well, maybe I'll like actually make a channel and start posting content using my cell phone. Then like a year, like the end of that year, I was like at the dinner table, it's like Christmas time. Like, Hey, if anyone wants to give me a present, you can give me a GoPro. And they're like, okay, is is that serious? Huh? I'm like, well, I don't know. I think it'd be fun to just put it on my mower and get different, you know, action shots, you know, cause I saw some of the guys like top notch was doing a lot. He had like five different GoPros and it's the guys are really starting to challenge things, you know, and really push the limits. I was like, that looks like so much fun. Like I, I have an artistic mindset. Like I'm a, I'm a creator by nature. Like I went to school for art and everything. So that really appealed to me. So I was, it was like really kind of getting me all pumped up about it. So that's kind of where it all really just took off for me and just sharing my rookie mistakes going along the way, right? All the things that I learned and went through. And some of the guys weren't even talking about any of that stuff. So I'm like, well, that's what I'm going to talk about. Cause like, what about the other guys like me that are like, what about this? And what about that? And what happens if you accidentally bust a backflow with the sprinkler? I mean, with the uh, trimmer, when you're going along the house, what do you do with that? What happens if you snap a bagger going off of a trailer and just snaps it off. <laughs> right, exactly. And, like, Or what if you forget to put your gate up? You know? <laughs> and the mower goes down the hill. <laughs> Gosh. Flying yeah. Off, yeah. As you're going up the hill at 40 miles an hour. Oh, man. Yeah. That was exa- fun. Exactly. Like so many mm-hmm. things, you know, like that the, lot of, that the couple of guys weren't, weren't talking about at that point. So I was like, oh, I'm going to add my, my little bit. I never realized it was going to become what, it, what it's become now with just from a community-wise, you know? Like, right. So... I've had a good time. And so I'm, I'm all about helping anyone continue doing that. So that's exciting to hear. I, I look forward to that. You got to keep me in the loop so that we can uh, keep promoting and in, inviting you to new, to other things as, as content creators. You know, Absolutely. That, that'd be fun times. Yeah. All right. So let's, uh, let's go into the pod decks. <laughs> let's, uh, 
just pick a random card. If it's too crazy of a card, I haven't read. Nothing's too yet. crazy. I just, I just opened this pack, so I didn't even go through most of them yet. So we, we can always do a skip here. You want to do one, Jake? <laughs> All right. So you got, so you, you read the question and then, and then you answer it. <laughs> if it's something too crazy. We All can right. Skip. My boy's pointing at me. So his card must be really funny. So. <laughs> All right. Mine is, have you ever worn clothing with labels or tags still attached? Uh, answer, absolutely, because there's days, you know, you get a whole bunch of stuff for Christmas and you forget to pull something off and you just stick it on and go. And all of a sudden somebody's going, you know, you still have like that, that sticker going down your leg that says the side, right? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Thanks. And you pull it off and you throw it away. So, yes, absolutely. I have. Nice. Um, mine's, what is the worst pickup line you've ever heard or dished out? <laughs> <laughs> and for some reason, I can't really think of a pickup line right now besides like, um, I was in Tennessee and I walked up to this like old guy and I was just being a little, little funny guy, whatever I was right. like, uh, where are you from? And he goes, he goes, Tennessee. And I'm like, well, you're the only 10 I see. And it was like this random old dude. <laughs> Um, <laughs> nice. Did, did he get it? I think he got it. I think I just I think he was like so confused because random like fifteen year old boys telling right. me I'm the only ten. Right. See. Yeah. Um. So that was interesting. <laughs> nice. That was a good one. <laughs> you guys want to do one more? Sure. Yeah. All right. Those were easy ones. <laughs> easy funny ones. The last card had some deep, the last deck had some deep ones. So this one must be a little more fun, lighthearted ones. I don't mm. know. We'll see. <laughs> no, your turn to the first this time. All right. All right. What's something weird that you recommend everyone tries at least once? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I think everybody should go skiing or snowboarding one time in their life or like, like just traveling into like a really big mountain because there's something about just being in a mountain that's just like this is crazy because it's so big yeah and everything you feel like you feel like so small and like secluded from everything so yeah I've 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 skied and mountain bike mm. in my mountain so I went to Utah once and that was crazy and i was like the elevation so high like you like feeling like you're gonna pass out like yeah. breathing was really hard so i had to pace myself but uh it was amazing and like you're just like lost in like earth you know mm -hmm. it's, it's crazy that's a good one mm -hmm. uh mine is do you have any superstitions that's so I don't know that I really have any superstitions, but I am a huge Buckeye fan and I do try and wear the same thing on most game days. There so you go. That's, that's about as close to a superstition as you that's, get. So. That's a superstition right there. You yeah. know, like favorite socks or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, like yeah. epic. Yeah. There's, there's no, there's no blue worn anything the week of, uh, of that state up North or anything like that. So, you know, yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. I think we're going to wrap up and then uh, see what else we can get in, get into out here. Um, thank you to Kohler for uh, powering this podcast summit. Thank you to the Toro Company for powering the uh, LCR Media podcast specifically. And thank you to the listeners for always listening. And until the next episode, this is the Lawn Care Rookie signing off. This has been an LCR Media and Mr. Producer production.